Now that we know the real reason why Armenia was again in a tough position, let us see what was going on within Armenia in late 350. Ashak II became king in 350 and ruled in peace for eight years, while Shapu was busy putting down uprisings inside his borders and while Constantius II was dealing with usurpers of Roman's throne. This was a convenient time for Ashak to make military and administrative improvements in his country to consolidate his power and eliminate any internal disagreements. Many influential Naharars or governors who were deposed by his father Tiran earlier were assigned back to their territories. He made sure those Naharars were happy and on his side. Ashak also made arrangements in the military and ensured that his commanders were loyal to him. At the same time, he severely punished the disloyal ones. Ashak also appointed Nerses as a bishop in 350. Nerses was the great-grandson of Gregory the Illuminator. In 353, he went to Caesarea to be ordained as Catholicus of Armenia according with the tradition. Ashak established a city named Ashakavan, just south of Mount Ararat. His intention was to make a big trade center. In order to populate the city, he declared that the city was open to anyone who wished to inhabit it in it. A lot of people who did not want to continue paying high taxes to their landlord thought this was their chance to become free and moved in. This enraged many of the Naharars who sought to destroy the city. When Ashak refused to destroy the city, taking advantage of his absence, Catholicos Nerses, along with several other Naharars, took up arms and put the city in ruins. Catholicos Nerses generally had a vision of internal and external politics, which often differed from that of Ashak. Ashak imprisoned Nerses for his deeds. When Shapu resolved his issues at home, he attacked Armenia and Rome in 358. At first, he did not have a lot of success. When Julian marched toward Tisbon in 361, Ashak also set out an army with the intention to meet with Romans in Mesopotamia. The campaign failed as Jovian signed the humiliating treaty in 364. In the same year, Shapu attacked Armenia. At this point, Armenians were left to fight on their own. Shapu's army was unsuccessful for four years thanks to organized defense of Vasak Mamikonian. Faustus Byzant, or Faustus the Byzantine, a 5th century Armenian historian in his History of the Armenians, has preserved the half-true, half-legend story of Ashrak and Shapu. According to Buzand, when Shapu saw that he was not able to defeat Ashrak, he decided to trick Ashrak and take him as a prisoner. He invited Ashrak and the commander of the Armenian forces, Vasak Mamikonyan, to Tisbon in order to sign a peace treaty with them. In order to test Ashrak, Shapu ordered land and water to be brought to his palace from Armenia and spread it in the hall covering half of the floor. The other half he covered with Persian soil. When Ashrak arrived and is, was walking with Shapu in the hall on the Persian soil, he pledged his obedience and solidarity, but as soon as he stepped on the Armenian soil, he felt powerful and threatened Shapu. Shapu arrested Ashrak and put him in uh, Anush fortress where the Armenian king is chained to the, was chained to the wall. Shapu also killed the Armenian commander Vasak and hang his corpse in front of the chained king in order to torture him further with the sight of his murdered friend. Yuzan's story goes on to say that since there was no way to save Arshak from the prison, 
In order to at least end his suffering, his loyal servant by the name Tarastamat went to visit him, dressed him in his royal robes, and after a dinner, they both committed suicide. After Ashraf's suicide, his son Pop was ready to take the throne in Armenia. However, the situation was very complicated. Traditionally, Armenian kings received their throne from the Roman Emperor. But since Jovian had signed a humiliating treaty with Shapu in 363 and conceded his claim over Armenia, his successor, Eastern Roman Emperor Valens, was reluctant to give Pop a crown, fearing that it would violate Jovian's agreement with Shapu. At that time, Shapu with his army, supported by defector Armenian nobles Merujan Arseruni and Vahan Mamikonyan, had entered Armenia in order to capture Pop. In 371, Armenian forces, led by Pop and commander Mushai Mamikonyan, with additional support from the Roman legions, confronted the Persian invading force in the field of Zidav. The Armenian forces scored a decisive victory and forced Shapu's forces to retreat. Empowered by this victory, Mushar Mamagonyan kept pushing the Persians back until he was able to reclaim all the land that was taken from Armenia after Ashak II's capture. Moses Khoenazi has preserved an interesting story about the Battle of Zirab in his History of the Armenians. The story is about Merujan Arseruni, who had betrayed his king, joined Shapu and wanted to overthrow Duarsazid and sit as a king of Armenia on their throne. After the loss of his Persian army at Zirab, Merujan Arsruni was on the run, but he was captured by Pap's close ally and noble Sambad Pagratuni, who ordered the blacksmiths to make a crown, and while the iron was still burning hot, he placed it on the traitor's head, telling him, you wanted a crown, here is a crown for you. Now that Shapur retreated back to Tisbon, Pap could finally became, become king. However, things were not destined to go smoothly. The young king had developed an interest in Aryan teachings while at the time, at the same time trying to decrease Roman influence in Armenia. These two factors put him at odds with Catholicus Narcissus the Great, who was a Roman sympathizer. The confrontation came to a point that in 373, Pope poisoned Narcissus. The Catholicus of the Armenian Church, up until that point, traditionally went to Casarea in order to be ordained as a bishop by fellow Roman bishops. However, when Nerses's death, the Roman bishops refused to ordain the candidate that Bob had brought forward. Bob ordered that from now on, Armenian Catholicus would be ordained by fellow Armenian bishops in the Armenian capital. In this way, this was a sign of breaking away from Roman supremacy establishing an independent church and also limiting its powers by cutting it off from the Roman church. At the same time, Bob started demanding territorial concessions from the Romans and even secretly trying to restore the ties with the Persians. These secret dealings with the Persians angered the Roman side and the Emperor Valens decided that he had enough and it was time to liquidate Bob. He arranged a meeting to allure Pop in and execute him. However, cautious Pop arrived with an escorting force and realizing that the meeting was a setup, quickly fled. Then Valens assigned his trusted general Trianus to carry out the plan and Trianus was able to gain Pop's trust, then invite him to a banquet in his honor and in the middle of the party killed Pop.
After Pop's murder in 374, the Roman army was in Armenia and the emperor nominated Varazdat, Pop's nephew, as king and the Armenian nobles accepted him. The situation in Armenia changed during and after the reign of Varazdat, ultimately leading to the first division of Armenia between the Romans and the Sassanids in 387. In the next episode, we will in more detail explore the situation leading up to the division and then we'll talk about another division, that of the Roman Empire and how that affected Armenia.